Four, six. All right. Welcome back. Three Stooges of uh basketball podcast. You know, new year, new us, I suppose. I don't I don't no. really know about us. <laughs> no, it'll be the same us. Yeah. Well, not not a whole lot has changed other than the fact that it is 2024 now. So I guess that's something new. Um, it feels a whole lot like 2023, though. I tell you what. Uh, but I guess, you know, we can we can start talking a little bit about basketball before I go into a complete tangent about what 2024 is, which is just a number. But I guess, uh, you know, we can uh, we can get going here. Um, do we want to start with uh, with Eric just talking about Minnesota and Iowa? Because um, I feel like he might have a lot to say about that. I don't think he ever ended up going back and watching that game because I, I told him he yeah well the highlights pretty much tell you all you need to know um and uh is that is that where you want to start fellows or is that uh sure it's either that or minnesota basketball which i had to miss this weekend not bitter at all uh we'll, we'll get to the high school stuff later we got plenty to talk about on that yeah, side we can things. start with gophers oh. um you know after listening to donnie p's coach's show from yesterday and then watching the highlights and stuff it I guess it's, I was more, I was hoping for better, but it kind of was, it was kind of what should have been expected. Like it, they got trucked, like they got Caitlin Clark, like they trucked them. But to be honest, it maybe is a good thing because having something like that, like having seen that level that you need to get to, to be a top team in the conference, to be in the conversation, it was on the road. You were against a massive crowd even the UConn game, the only comparison you'd have is the UConn game, and that was the favorable crowd in your home gym. Because no offense, Kentucky, no offense, Brady is not selling out like Iowa. So you weren't used to as much of a crowd. <laughs> they're like also that. playing in like I, a Division three arena right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're playing in Transylvania's arena. Also, well, I told you that Minnesota is going to beat them by like 20, and they won by 19. Well, and you won't when we, against me that I was when wrong. We, <laughs> in all fairness, when we played Kentucky, we played in their regular arena, Rupp Arena. We played, oh, in the, okay. we played in the regular arena. I mean, but I mean, technically, that's not the regular one. It's Memorial, but like Memorial Coliseum has been under renovation. So technically, okay. but you know, so we just, just played just them in a regular arena. <laughs> but I just, you could see that like the, and to be honest, I won't say I like what Don said in her po- coach's show. And I kind of agree. They wanted it so bad. You almost overdo it. Like you almost wanted it too much because they wanted every, they wanted to make this big statement of stuff. And it's like, as soon as things kind of spiraled, it really spiraled. I think Brady and me talked about this. Amaya was Amaya is not normally your go-to scorer, and I think like Brady said, she made some early mistakes and then kind of compensated it by trying to overscore. And then uh, Sophie looked like I'll be honest. Sophie had a good. She seemed very deliberate when she would shoot. Sophie didn't like force it a lot. Um, Mal and Grace, unfortunately, were kind of quiet. And no offense, in a regular game versus a normal opponent that you match up with beautifully, you can't be quiet. If you're going against Caitlin Clark's, you, you can't have them be quiet at all. Mara, you know, Gabby Marshall did decent on her. But it's one of those games, like I said, it sets the tone. It shows them exactly the level you need to get to. You can't have slow starts in the Big Ten. I'm curious what they look like tomorrow versus Maryland. Maryland's a very fast-paced team, but Maryland's also coming off a loss to Nebraska. And how Nebraska beat them was shooting really well from three. Gophers can shoot well from three. I mean, Mara and Grace and Mal have all shown they can get hot from three. Um, another thing that kind of hurt the Gophers was we really see, like, we don't have, trying to how to figure out how to say this nicely, we don't have reliable depth. Like in a big game, our five starters are going to be running a lot of minutes. And that doesn't, that's not going to go well 
at, at, as the Big Ten carries on. Like, you're going to need Nia and Janae. And if Maggie's back from her ankle, which doesn't sound too serious, but you need to give those starters minutes. You need to buy Mara five minutes. You need to buy Sophie five minutes. You need to, 10 minutes. You need to buy Grace and Mal five. Like, you need to buy them minutes to so they can stay healthy. So... It it was kind of a shock, but I said I can live with my team being eleven and two, and our two losses being to UConn and Iowa. I, I can live with that. Plus, I like the fact of you have Iowa at the beginning of the conference season, and then you have them as the second to last non or conference game. It's kind of a good bookend to see what you how you've improved throughout the season. Like you have them in December thirtieth, you get them February twenty eighth. I'm excited to see what they look like February 28th because then that might be a that that will be more of a statement of kind of like how they've improved, what they've learned. Because at the end of the day, you're four sophomores and a freshman going into a hornet's nest led by the queen of basketball right now. And I mean, so I said you lost by 23. Teams are going to lose by a lot more than 23 to Iowa. So lessons learned, moved on, and pray that Maryland don't run run you out to go to the gym tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, that I'll add on to that is I think playing Iowa is a really good stress test for kind of where they're at defensively, too. Um, Obviously, Iowa is going to be a team that's going to hang pretty much minimum, like, 75 points on pretty much everyone they play, and that's, like, a very, very conservative number. Um, So kind of just figuring out for Minnesota kind of what works and doesn't work, and doesn't work in games like that is going to be really important, Um, even if it's not this year, over the next couple of years when, they're, when they are kind of stepping into more of, like, you know, in, in what – they hope is probably more of a competitive role and in the grand scheme of things nationally you're gonna have to play teams who are you know up tempo like that kind of have a focal point on offense maybe not to the level of caitlin clark um because caitlin clark's kind of an enigma and unto herself um but you know i think what they learned is going to go far beyond just this season just because they're going to have all those starters for another what two plus seasons now so i mean granted should be could be the same for this year and the next two years Yep, exactly. So I, th- I think them getting into a game like that is going to be really important for them. Um, not again, like I said before, not just this season, but for the next couple of years. Agreed. Uh, you got anything bad, Mason? Uh, no, not in Minnesota. I actually haven't really watched a ton of college basketball over the past like week because I've last week I went to 30 high school games. Um. Lucky, but no, I, I I agree with you know I think Minnesota's pretty much in the position I thought they'd be in at this point in the year. Uh, obviously, I thought they might have had you know one more loss, maybe two, but you know, like Eric said, it's you know you you, you can't be mad with how the season's gone so far with with the teams that they've lost to. Uh well, there's a couple other things that I wanted to uh. To touch on, um, I know Mason didn't watch the Purdue versus Wisconsin game because I talked to him a little bit about that game um, toward the end of it. I'm not sure if it was after it or, or it, regardless, it was like around the end of that game. And um, I, I think just judging by the final score, you can tell that that was a uh, pretty heavy thumping that the Boilermakers dealed out to, to Wisconsin in that game. Even with the caveat of Sarah Williams not being there, I don't think it really would have made a difference because uh, – Pretty much, Purdue got whatever they they wanted on on the offensive end, and uh, it also helped that uh, Caitlin Harper um was pretty much just punishing any any matchup that she had. I I don't remember if she finished um perfect from the field, but if she didn't, it was definitely as close as you can get to being perfect from the field without being perfect from the field. Um, but so 
just wanted to talk about that game for just a brief moment. I did um really like what uh Purdue, Purdue did on the offensive end. Also, um we talked about Janae Terry a little bit. Um, um I guess what would that be two weeks ago now when they played Minnesota up in up in the Twin Cities? Does that sound about right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I know uh, Mason talked about the uh, kind of the turnover issue that she had had. Um, and I don't think she could have played a better game than she did against Wisconsin. She had three turnovers in that game. And she was she was an assist away from a from a triple-double in, in that one with three steals and a block. Like, she kind of just dictated everything. And it also helped that, you know, every one of Purdue's um, starters were over double digits. And even uh, – I forget her name. What's uh, what's the Swanson kid that uh, – Sophie. Sophie. Um, yeah, she was – if she wasn't there, she was definitely, like, pretty close to being in double digits. But she I think a lot of that – oh, yeah, sounds about right. Um, it just felt like everything that Purdue wanted, they got against Wisconsin, and a lot of it was down to Janae Terry and kind of her ability to create off the dribble. And um, I thought she was fantastic. And also um, Madison Layton did, like, every three that she wanted to take. So that's also going to be very helpful just from a floor spacing perspective. Also just putting, like, 12 points on the board just because you can shoot the ball. But – Harper um, Harper was seven for eight. Uh, well, as close as you can get. Um, but yeah, then the other, I wanted to talk about Wisconsin for just a, a brief moment, obviously. Um, not a great game <laughs> for them. Um, no. I, 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 sent the, I sent the picture to Mason um, at one point during the game. I want to say their starters were somewhere along the lines of shooting like four for 30 from the field in at, at some point through the fourth quarter. Um, so clearly not a good showing for, for them in the slightest, but I, I did like what they got off the bench from a couple of kids um, with uh, um, Sarah Williams. I kind of gave some opportunities for kids to kind of fill in a, a little bit of a bit part role for them. Um, Tessa Grady played well off the bench. I thought that uh, she played really well against Western Illinois earlier in the year. I was surprised she hadn't gotten more minutes um, since then, but her ability to shoot the ball is going to be something that's going to be valuable for them going forward. And Lee Petty Bandla um, mm-hmm. as well as well um i thought had a pretty good showing in, in that game she's athletic six foot wing can make some difficult shots and you know is pretty pretty uh mobile on the defensive end too and since she's six feet tall and you know pretty athletic she's pretty versatile on that end and then also uh if it wasn't for natalie leisinger in that game um this game would have looked way worse um she came off the bench and scored uh 15 points in, in that game i just pulled the just pulled up the stats just a second ago um yeah so 15 of their 50 points came from someone that they brought off the bench so just judging by that alone um you can probably tell that things did not go their way from you know start to finish there um but yeah just wanted to touch on wisconsin a little bit is there anything else you guys want to touch on before i grab some horizon league stuff before uh i cap off my side of the college stuff this week who's sarah williams I'm sorry, Sir Rowe Williams. Thank you. My bad. Oh, yeah, right. Um, no, just real quick on Purdue uh, tonight. Uh, I don't know if you're going to post this today or not, Brady, but on Tuesday. I'll do my best because I think we're going to talk about some high school games for today, so I'll make it a little time sensitive and get it out today. Yeah, and but but just in case if not, uh, tonight on Tuesday, uh, Purdue plays Rutgers, um, and I think that's probably as close to a must. I mean, obviously Rutgers isn't very good. But I think it's as close to a must-win as you can probably get to early in the season because then after this game, Purdue then goes and plays at Maryland, Iowa, at Penn State, who, you know, while they aren't, you know, at the top of the Big Ten, they're still very good this year. Uh, and then they play against Indiana at Michigan State and then against Ohio State. So you've got, you know, six win or six games there where you'll be, you know, excited to win one, maybe two of those games. 
if you can pull an upset. Um, and so, you know, before the season, you know, really even gets into February, Purdue might be staring at being, you know, two and seven in conference. Um, but the back half of their season does get, you know, just a little bit easier where they, um, you know, have Penn State at home. They play Wisconsin again and they have Michigan State and Nebraska at home. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. if if Purdue wants to have a chance of getting back to the tournament this year, you know, they're going to have to probably be three. They would probably have to sit at three wins going into the February. And then you would, you know, you'd have to essentially win, win all of your February games. But they do have, um, you know, the, the, the benefit of only playing Iowa once this year. They have the benefit of only playing Maryland once this year. Um, you know, they have the benefit of only playing Michigan once this year and Ohio State once this year. So they have, you know, a favorable schedule, but it's it's about to get, you know, pretty tough for them the rest of the month uh, after tonight. So can we talk about how bad of a loss that was for Rutgers to lose to Northwestern at home? Pretty bad, but maybe <laughs> maybe maybe Rutgers is the, the bottom feeder this year. Wisconsin's still there. They're good. Well, okay, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they just did get whopped by. Yeah, that was uh, it was a rough one. Uh, to be to be uh, to be fair, but um, is there anything you want to talk about? Do you want to just dump on Northwestern a little bit? Because it sure seems like you do. So, or dump on uh, dump on Rutgers, I should say, Eric. No, that was a bad loss, but uh, only news about Northwestern is their coach Joe will not be at their next game. Uh, Tangela Smith, WNBA former All Star, WNBA champ, will get her first chance. I would view this as maybe a trial run. Like Joe's sick, and we wish him well, but I'm guessing if he's close to retirement, Tangela Smith might be the next one they step up in line to take that job. Maybe here's a good trial run. There's a there's definitely a lot of candidates that would probably circle around uh, around that job if it if it did become available. I would say, but definitely wouldn't hurt if you you know coach your team to the best game that you had over you know over a calendar year, but. You know, is there anything else you guys want to touch on Big Ten wise before I talk about uh, the highlight of the of the year in the Horizon League that came early this year? Um, oh, we're now does anyone still think? Does anyone still think that Iowa is not a top five team in the Big Ten? Shimmy, just Shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they kept her as far away from that game on Big Ten Network when they were the triple header as possible. They shoved her to that's Wisconsin why. and Purdue. Yep. Yeah, they slapped her in West Lafayette, Indiana. 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 Yeah, sorry. It came out funky. My bad. Okay. <laughs> I forgive you. Oh, um, speaking of Indiana, um, just a heads up. I, I made Eric very jealous yesterday by eating at his favorite restaurant of all time in oh, Indianapolis. And I made sure to send him pictures and say, look where I'm at, Eric. And well, you can move to Indianapolis. Nothing's stopping you from doing that, Eric. I'm still disappointed. I wanted like what he, I wanted like the food described in like graphic detail. Yeah, I well, I wasn't about to do that. I love that place so much. Like, that's why I'm, I mean, I know it sounds bad. I'm bummed that we're hosting the Big Ten tournament. I just want to go back to Indiana for Yoke alone. Yeah. You should just move to Indiana. I don't know how yeah. they do well with my people. Give you a yoke. Want me to lead the charge? Give you a yoke. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have a brown mamba there or a sea money. I can't. You got a Lene Beaumont. Not worth yeah, C money and not worth C money and uh Marbron. 
got a uh, Chloe Breen and her dad there. Now we're getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, of um, course. Well, anyway, moving on from that, uh, I'll talk about. I want to talk about the uh, the one two matchup that's likely going to end end the year in the Horizon League in Green Bay and in Cleveland State that uh, went on up at the Crest Center up in Green Bay. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Last year, Cleveland State ended up winning the the conference tournament, beating Green Bay in the conference title game. But Green Bay swept the season series against Cleveland State, so clearly there's like some competitive uh, some competitive juices that were you know gonna be had coming into this game. And uh, Green Bay ended up kind of pulling away in the uh, third quarter. Uh, they won this. They won the third quarter, twenty two to thirteen, and kind of didn't relinquish the lead that they kind of picked up there. Um, and you know, uh, one of the kids that was really, really good in that game was was Cassie Schultz. She's a Luxembourg Casco kid from Wisconsin. Like a lot of these kids are, you know, Wisconsin kids. Um she ended up having 27 points, which is a career high for for her. Um and I've always liked her game because she's like a six foot wing and kind of like a bit of a mismatch hunter for for Green Bay just because she can play in the post. She can initiate offense. She can play in the post. She can do a little bit of everything. I feel like I said play in the post twice, but regardless, forget it. Um yeah, she took six uh I'm sorry, she took 10 threes and made six of them. And uh she took over half of their threes and as a team they shot 50 percent from three and shot 16 to 18 from the free throw line those are two really good recipes to win a game and uh that's what green bay did um so shout out to the green bay phoenix who had a uh pretty good non-conference um schedule um dropping the the one to northern iowa and a couple other pretty prominent games some good programs as well but you know they beat some some ranked teams along the way like creighton and washington state so uh would be very curious to see their um candidacy if they were to say run the table in the horizon league and then lose to cleveland state in like a conference title game again um for them i hope that doesn't happen again but uh you know would just be curious but then the other game i wanted to talk about was cleveland state uh spent the new year in wisconsin i presume because they traveled down south on i believe that would be 43 um down to milwaukee to play them um to open up the new year yesterday and uh Probably more of a, comp- a more competitive game than people around the Horizon League would have expected. Um, Milwaukee coming into that game seven and eight, one and two in the conference, and Cleveland State was uh, eleven and three and, and two and one in, in conference play thus far. Um, Cleveland State ended up winning that game sixty four and fifty nine because they kind of went on a run in the second half where they couldn't really um, miss and uh, they kind of kept Milwaukee at bay. They didn't really really have a, a great offensive game, which has kind of been the plight for Milwaukee over the past couple years. Um, but yeah, Michaela Purdue, awesome, awesome game um, against Milwaukee and Green Bay, 20, over 20 in both games. Got to the free throw line 10 times against Milwaukee, made all of them. Um, so that's pretty helpful. Um, and uh, yeah, um, that was pretty much it outside of uh, Anna Lutz for, for Milwaukee being like the only source of offense that they could really count on for the entire the entire game. Uh, she had 23 of their 59 points and no one else even had double digits and she had 10 rebounds as well. So Nice for them to get um, some production from from her, but, you know, obviously going to be a bit of a struggle if that's kind of like the only real source of offense that they got. But we'll be curious to kind of see what they look like um, getting into more of the meet of, meet of conference play. But that's kind of the the quick Horizon League update. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about mid-major-wise? I'm, I'm sure Eric doesn't because he only, he only watches, uh, you know, Minnesota and Cameron Brink. So. Happy belated birth in Cameron Brink, Cam Cameron Brink. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, um, obviously, over the past week, I watched, you know, I was, like I said, out at so many high school games. I didn't really watch a ton of um, college games, but I did see some clips. Yeah, right. I did see some clips of uh, Northern Iowa 
uh, playing Missouri State. Uh, Northern Iowa beat Green Bay in their first game of the year, and they're on a nine-game losing streak right now. Um, Missouri State hit a game-winning shot at the buzzer uh, to take them down in their first Valley game of the year, um, which you know doesn't help me in our little conference pick them because I'm pretty positive that I picked Northern Iowa. I might have picked Illinois State, but I think I picked Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. Um, but, you know, I think Northern Iowa will finally get back on track these next four to five games because they play Evansville, they play Indiana State, they play um, UIC, and then they play Valpo. So I'm hoping and thinking that they probably get back on track. Um, you know, I know a lot of those kids still from, you know, when I was in Iowa covering Iowa basketball. Um and I am shocked that they're sitting at one and nine right now, but um, I, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but then they they get back right into the meat of the schedule with I think they play Belmont and Murray State and then Illinois State and Drake. So like they have four easy ones and then four teams that are fighting at the top right now. Um, and then Drake they opened up with their conference opener um, on Saturday against Southern Illinois. Uh, and pretty easily dispatched them. Uh, they won by about 20 points. Katie Denebier has continued her uh, very good junior season, scoring 26 points. Um, they they didn't really have any problem with, with them. And like Northern Iowa, they're getting ready to play Evansville, Valpo, and, and uh, Illinois, Chicago. So um, they, should, they should have, you know, you would think three blowout wins, uh, over the next, you know, week and a half uh, before then they, you know, go and play Belmont and Murray State, just like Northern Iowa. So that's my... Speaking of Belmont, you get a Belmont, quick shout-out to Emily LaChapelle for making her debut for Belmont. Um, surprised Eric didn't bring that up, but... Goddamn queen. To, yeah, there there it is. Um, quick shout-out to her for, for making her debut for for Belmont over the uh, over the holiday season. Goddamn Sorry, queen. didn't mean to interrupt you there, Mason, but just wanted to throw that out there before Eric got a chance to. You need to nah, it's okay. I was done. I was done. <laughs> well, like, is there uh queen. Oh, God. Well, is there anything else that you fellas want to talk about before we get into uh what's likely to be a pretty hefty um high school discussion that we have just from wherever we've been over the past week and a half? Do you want me to talk about uh, our event or no? Um, it's actually, I would like to talk about one more, one more team real quick. Um, and it's, it's not a mid-major technically kind of it is, but not really. Um, Butler has been playing pretty well over the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, they, they started off against Iowa state lost 82 to 55. Um, you know, they lost Pacific then they lost to Vanderbilt and only scored 39 points, but and and Coach Parkinson's second season, uh, Butler is is definitely better than they have been in the past. You know, three years ago, I think they won two games, uh, and they're sitting at eight and four right now. They're tenth in the Big East, but you know that's through one or two games. So, um, and one of them was UConn at UConn, and, yeah. And they're zero and one in the Big East, and they lost at UConn. So whoop de doo. It's you know, <laughs> twenty other teams are going to as well, um, and so. You know they're they're playing well. They just they just got a win over um, over Ohio uh, this past week in in really dominating fashion. Uh, obviously Ohio isn't as as good as they have been in the past, but 
Um, you know, when you when you beat a team and hold them to under 50 points, you know, that's that's a pretty good performance. Um, but, you know, they they also beat Chicago State, which, you know, kind of who doesn't beat Chicago State nowadays. Um, you know, they beat Wisconsin, which is a big win. They blew out Bradley. They blew out St. Thomas. Um, and so they're they're really starting to hit their stride, um, you know, kind of heading into Big East play. Um, you know, they've got two games that are definitely winnable. Um, and we'll really see how, um, you know, if, if Butler's a legit eight and four, just kind of like a paper tiger eight and four, um, they play Georgetown who, you know, typically isn't a strong team, but they're sitting at 11 and two right now, uh, one and one in the big Ten or in the big East. Um, you know, they, they beat DePaul, but they lost to Seton Hall. Um, and then Butler plays Seton Hall, who's also one and one, and they beat Georgetown, but just lost to Providence. Um, and both of those teams' losses were ugly losses. Um, and so, you know, these next two games will really, you know, tell us, you know, what Butler is because these, you know, Seton Hall and Georgetown are kind of probably middle of the pack Big East teams this year. Um, and if if Butler's in, you know, the middle of the pack now of the big East, then these will be competitive games that they can, they can definitely win. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm a Butler fan. Um, have been, you know, for a while, just not really, not really talked about them much because they've always been terrible, but obviously being from Indiana and, and being in like sixth grade when Butler made their, their men's runs, um, yeah, I've kind of always been a fan, so I'm hoping they get some wins, but we'll see. But they, How, uh, do you still do you still uh, in your nightmares see that uh, Gordon Hayward half court shot bouncing off the front of the rim? Um, so I was young enough that I didn't really know like the gravity of it fully. Like, oh, you know, Butler made it to the final four, and then oh, Butler made it to the final four again. But like looking back on it now, like just it's crazy how different the history i should i would say be different than you know if that ball was an inch and a half you know longer shorter etc um i also think that if it would have went in butler would be in a worse position than it is right now because they should never be in the big east anyway (laughs) they should have you know they're a low to mid-major team not a not a big east team so They, they do fit the profile of what a big east team would be though that's they the, do fit the profile, the but you know they don't. To me, they just don't feel like a team that shouldn't be anywhere other than like the Horizon. Like they'd be a perfect Horizon League team still if they were, you know, not idiots and kind of went after the money. Well, that's the nature of college sports. Also, I'm pretty sure everyone in the Horizon League is pretty happy that they've you know messed around and gone to the Big East because I'm sure everyone in the Big East and the Horizon League, I should say, is sick and tired of losing to Butler. So yeah, oh for sure, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and and on on the men's side too, this year they're they're pretty good. They're much better than I thought they would be. Um, you know, Thad Mata has turned them around in year two, and they've beaten some Power Five teams. And you know, they were predicted, I think, second or third to last in the Big East, but I think they have a shot at you know a top five finish. Do you think we've lost Eric in the midst of this conversation? I know about that. <laughs> and he said Seton Hall, and that's where Jaquela Jaquela Craft is going. And oh. and 
and Miss Land. She's going to Butler. Eric knows. Oh, sorry, Jocelyn. Yeah, You're going to Butler. <laughs> oh man, I like two way basketball. Uh, you like one team in two way basketball, and nobody else. That is a lie. No, it's not. Okay, you like one team significantly more than you like any other team in two way. That's fairly accurate. <laughs> fairly, <laughs> fairly accurate. That's that's the most. Uh, that's the closest we're gonna get to an Eric saying that we're right about anything. <laughs> so I'm gonna right. cherish that forever. Just got announced now. Go, going backwards. Just got an officially announced that McKenna Johnson is joining the Gophers early. Just announced as of today to the media. Well, I mean, she's been there. <laughs> she, she was already best. there. Stop, new bestie. She didn't. Will she play this here for them, or will she just? No, she'll no, redshirt. She'll redshirt. She's just there to like basically like practice, help them practice because the practice squad will be McKenna Johnson, Rachel Banham, Brooke Olson, and then Tyler. Tyler. And then some Randall guy. Let's be honest. She's there because her high school team was going to be booty. They well, Damn. not were they are. No, they True. still are. They were they were bad with her. <laughs> They're worse, obviously worse without her, but Looking I feel like it'd be fun to lose every game but score like fifty points a game. Uh it is it, it it I'm sure it is until you realize the teams you're playing against are getting blown out by literally any other team in the in the region by like thirty two. So <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, didn't mean to interrupt. My bad. Well, no, I'm done. Me, with would you like? Would you like to share your McKenna Johnson story from when you got to meet her in Chicago? I felt so bad. Like that kid looked at me like I had like four heads. Like I was like a <laughs> dragon coming at her. She was like so, like she was so quiet. And, she was like, yeah, this, and I'm like a thou- going a thousand miles an hour. Like that's why. In in other words, she's the most reasonable person on the planet. Correct. Listen, the people that I get on, the people that love me, like, get on my level quickly. Like, the Microwave, the Magician, the Magnificent, the Madden Greenway, uh, Kennedy Click love me, and I love Ken Ken Click, Ken Ken Sanders, besties. Uh, she, she, you have to realize she's not, she's never been around you before. She doesn't understand what it means to be a gopher until she's truly been around you for more than, like, two seconds, so... Once, once she, uh, once she figures out who you are, she'll, she'll warm up to you. But she's a relatively, uh, quiet person in, in general. So Eric, yeah. Eric expects, Eric expects everyone to be on his level when he, when he talks to them, and it's just like, nine nine point nine percent of the population is, is not. And when they're not, <laughs> he just, he just like, he just like judges people a little too quickly. I didn't so. judge anyone. She's a gopher. Have my full heart. Uh, yeah. Does well, Sarah Scalia have your full heart? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Miss Zero against Illinois. Miss Zero point, yeah, full heart. What about Amber? She was a go- gopher. Amber is so good, though, for St. Thomas. Like she is St. Thomas's best player. I'm a fan of Amber. You know how you know? I I bet you, like when Eric first came to that realization that he was a fan of Escalia, he probably had to like grit his teeth. Probably had to like Listen. like unball his fists. <laughs> I text you. I, te- I think I texted you both during that game. It was a wild ride of emotions because I had a cheer for Scalia, but Wisconsin was there. But I like Ronnie Porter. It was a very confusing game to be at. I didn't know who to like be mad at. Well, you always had Tessa Towers there, so she was not even. Dry- I didn't get to have the Tessa Towers experience because she was in street clothes because she wasn't playing. Well, that is the Tessa Towers experience as of right now. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it seems you got there. like you got the full uh, the full experience actually. There. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have like oh, uh, would that be like three, three, four post kids on their roster, and they didn't have Sarah, so they didn't play any of them. Oh. <laughs> 
against Purdue. Um, oh, they have Sasha Vanderpool. They have uh, Andy Jones. Thoreau. Yeah, Thoreau. Sorry, My, I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I forgot. It's been a while since I've talked about Sarah Williams around Eric, so it's easy for me to forget that she doesn't go by Sarah around around Eric. <laughs> but yeah, so they had so they had three kids that were like legitimately like post kids that they had recruited to be post kids: Sasha Vanderpool, Amy Jones, and uh, Tessa Towers. And they played those three a grand total of five minutes against Purdue in garbage time. So, but according clearly to that is coach, not aren't they just uh, generic white girls. We're, are we really going to do? <laughs> are you really going <laughs> to? I didn't mean to talk about Marissa Mosley like that, you know, when she talks about her own players as generic white gals. That's not, that's, <laughs> that is like completely devoid of context of that whole thing, but whatever. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So shout out McKenna Johnson, even though he went on this whole other tangent um, <laughs> for actually being officially enrolled at the University of Minnesota. Um, and hopefully you can warm up to Eric because he's a lot, but you know, hey, if you ever got a problem, just call Eric and he'll make people disappear into the Mississippi River if, uh, if you need. So, listen, just ask the 22s, they love me. What so, if they actually don't? What if everyone doesn't like you and they just what, like, what if it's like just oh, a running yeah. joke? Yeah, what if it's like oh, a yeah. running joke? It might be, but hey, they talk to me and they their parents love me, they love me. I'll take no, it. but that's the thing. Like, what if that's the joke? What if it they could don't? Be. I'll take it. I'll be like per joke. <laughs> Listen, you got to remember. You got to remember. He had no access to Minnesota two years ago, and now he has. He could literally go true. to. A I had Car- well, I had Carly too. when Carly left. All right, I, I was sorry, a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to remember. Eric. Eric was in the dark ages of Minnesota basketball, not not knowing the coaches. They were bad. All he had were the 22s. He hated pretty much everyone else on the roster besides Maggie. And uh, now now he's like friends with everybody and he can go to practice whenever he wants. So like, I, I don't know if Eric's ever been in a better spot as a gopher. Hey, so. I'm friends now with even an, an Iowa Hawkeye. Monica Sonano said I was clever. He said you're a what? He said I was clever. Clever. So didn't you hear that? So, okay. At the last home game was the, no, it was a uh, Lindenwood. She was there watching Maggie, and she had a gopher sweatshirt on. And so I went up to her. I'm like, you know, I, I, I know Maggie. I'm talking to Maggie, and I'm like, so I looked at Monica. I'm like, you're going to wear that on December 30th? And she said, no, any other day I would. I'm like, oh, I'll see you on February 28th then. <laughs> and she looked and said, like, you're clever. And I'm like, you said any other day. I'm just taking you at your word. <laughs> God. Eric, Eric's an absolute menace. Maggie thought it was funny. What if, what if everyone everyone just thinks you're funny, Eric? You know, what if what if everyone just thinks you're a little too funny? You know, I think they all think I'm nuts. Probably, yeah. I would, I would. They a hundred percent tolerate me instead of like me, but I'll take it. Small victory. I, I I need to know what their reactions are when like you just show up on days where they're not expecting to see you, like at the ID camp that the Gophers had last summer when Mara was working the like the front desk or whatever. And she just sees your your face just walking in the front door and just like oh they hear me before they see me. She didn't even look up. I'm like bra mamba and she's like <laughs> yeah they hear me before they see me. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> and Amaya's still figuring out who I am. She's still figuring out where she's going to school. But anyway, um, she thinks she's in California. Probably. She's probably confused why it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't seem right. Listen, you leave my you leave my Amaya battle alone. <laughs> oh man, sorry. She's definitely good at basketball, so we're we're all we're all square on that end. As long as she's good at basketball, I'm sure Eric's gonna tolerate her. So she's a hop. Listen, she's a Hopkins kid, so she I get to meet her through Alexis and the curls. 
And then Mara, she part of the 22s. Amaya is one of the best. Miss Basketball in that class, Ms. correct? Ba- and she stunned the hell out of her former teammate who, when she won Miss Basketball. Well, well, to be fair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have went way off check. We're going to get to the high school. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I'll, I'll start because I feel like I had... I have way less to talk about than the both of you guys do um, because I went down to Nashville. Um, I was down there uh, visiting family in, in Southern Tennessee and, you know, I figured might as well make a trip up from Winchester, Tennessee up to Nashville to go uh, check out the uh, Notre Dame Tritons as they play in the next level hoop fest up in Nashville. Um, and, uh, you know, it was supposed to be an eight team uh, tournament where you get three games, but there was a team from Mississippi that ended up dropping out. So there's only seven. So the schedule is a little bit goofy, um, but um, it didn't really matter. Notre Dame was the best team there. They steamrolled everyone in their path to, to winning that thing. Um, they looked fantastic every step of the way. Um, you know, I could talk about Gracie Gresh, uh, Wisconsin commit, um, double doubles in the in the second game, and I think she got close to one in the finals, but I don't think she played enough to get there. Um, Trista Fado, one of my favorite guards I've ever seen play. Um, I'm sure Mason and Eric both um, agree that I probably uh, fucking talk about her too much at this point. Um, but regardless, she had a fantastic um, couple days down there as well. Um, Peyton Musial didn't make as many shots as she probably would like, but she was in double figures every every single game. Um, and just in general, it was just a really good all-around performance from them. Um, then just to talk about a couple of the other um, kids that really stood out there. Um, Clarksville Academy um, who ended up playing a game four, four on five because they uh, had a kid foul out and they had six kids dressed and one of them got hurt. So that was a uh, a fun experience to watch because I don't think I'll ever see a four on five competitive basketball game again. Um, but uh, they had a kid, um, a five two senior guard named Malaya Woolard, um, who's probably the quickest kid that I've seen in a long time. Um, she had a a six foot top hundred kid in the country who we'll get to in a second that was guarding her for most of that first game against Auburn. And uh, she created space basically whenever she wanted to get shots off. And she's like five, two and uh, her like sidestep threes were falling in the first half of the game that they played against uh, Auburn. And, you know, she just really impressed me with how well she one made shots, two created space and three just created shots for everybody else. Um, her, she was just a, a walking net positive for a team that only dressed six kids. Um, and then moving over to that Auburn team, they have a top 100 kid in the country, um, Sarai Daniels, um, daughter of Marquise Daniels, if that's a name that rings a bell for you, Mason. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yep. He was uh, he was there for for their uh, for their I think it was the last day that they were there. She ended up getting hurt um, on the last day. Hope hope she's all right. Didn't really couldn't really tell what happened, but she's definitely in some pain. Didn't end up playing the whole game because of that. Um, but yeah, um, she had like 26 points against, uh, Notre Dame and they really didn't have an answer for her. And granted, when you're a kid, that's that good. There's not gonna be a whole lot of answers for you. Um, she made a bunch of tough shots. She's super athletic. Um, she ran the floor like a, like a deer and, uh, just in general, like you can just tell why she's going to be an SEC kid. Um, so it was really cool to get to see her considering I hadn't, like, I had never got to see her play for Southern stars beforehand. Um, so yeah, shout out to Ryan Daniels and just being really good at basketball. Um, and then uh, the last the last uh, team that I really want to shout out is the host, actually, um, the Christ Presbyterian Academy Lions. Um, they do such a good job of um, just running. They have so many just really, really good athletes and kids who can shoot it. So they play this like it's similar to for Minnesota people. It's similar to what 
Providence Academy does, but just imagine it without a kid like Madden Greenway. Um, so they just don't have like the focal point that's going to score 30. Um, but they, but they play this in a similar fashion and, uh, they ended up beating Notre Dame Academy, um, from Kentucky who also was like super fundamental and, uh, um, just did a lot of really good stuff. They just couldn't really make a lot of shots, which kind of was kind of their downfall against CPA, but, um, yeah, just shout out the CPA. And, uh, also, um, I guess since I just brought them up to Notre Dame Academy from Northern Kentucky, part of my old stopping grounds in college, um, have a lot of friends up in Northern Kentucky still. Um, so it was really cool to get to see a team from, from that area be, be very good. Um, have a couple really talented kids, um, in my Lowry, um, Sophia Gibson, who's going to be a division one post kid. Um, and, uh, then Emma Hulspoffel, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she shot the snot out of the ball. Um, when, when she did play, um, CPA did a, their, their main goal when they played Notre Dame Academy was to make sure she didn't shoot and, uh, she didn't, but in the, in the other two games, she made eight threes. So clearly that they were onto something with that. Um, but yeah, um, Notre Dame class of the, uh, class of the tournament and, uh, also didn't get a chance to go, but other tournament Nashville also featured Jelani Cambridge who had recently committed to Ohio state. Um, so yeah, um, pretty eventful weekend in Nashville. So. That's that's about what I got for you. Um, everything else seemed like it was uh, pretty chalk um, back up in Wisconsin. Pewaukee went up to Kimberly and, and beat Kimberly. Kimberly's a little too young for, for a game like that. Yeah, but a good learning experience for them. And everything at Watertown seemed like it was pretty um, uneventful in the sense that uh, there weren't many surprises. Although, um, last thing I'll, I'll close out on actually is going to be Kale Peterson, who had maybe the most complete game I've ever seen her play. Um, so first possession of the game, they didn't win the tip off. Um, and, uh, the other team goes down, misses a shot, gets popped in the nose, breaks her nose, um, blood everywhere has to go out of the game. And, uh, then she comes back into the game, um, gets a technical, um, because, uh, in, in what she told me she had said was, um, she was getting fouled a lot, presumably. Um, and her words were, I just want to play basketball, which earned her a technical foul. Um, and then, uh, she ended up closing out the game really well and they ended up winning that game. And I told her, I don't think I've ever seen a more complete game ever <laughs> so uh shout out shout out to kale for for being for being herself and being entertaining so yeah without further ado um i'll i'll, I'll uh give the floor to you fellows um i'm sure eric's got a lot to talk about in minnesota um and uh even though he wasn't there um, you know, before before we give it back priorities. to one of us before we give it back to one of us i want to hear how your um your broadcasting experience was brady Oh God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mason just felt the need to like truly like rain on my parade for, for whatever reason, you just can't let me live in peace. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. I like, I like, uh, broadcasting games with the W seven guys They're They're, uh, good dudes. And, uh, in general, their their setup is like way more advanced than I ever thought before I actually did a game with them. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. And, uh, I'm definitely not someone who is a, uh, natural broadcaster so it's a little rough sometimes but you know i i enjoy the experience of doing it because it's definitely not something i would be doing otherwise so it was uh it was fun and uh you know obviously getting to sit in a little little uh, nest up i guess uh is what i would call it up at cpa to to watch a game from a little bird's eye view was pretty cool as well so also parquet floor at cpa very neat don't really see many parquet floors so enjoy oh, it they had a parquet floor like uh like Boston Celtics floor, not not oh. as yeah. Oh, interesting. I guess I did watch the game, right? I should have noticed. Yeah, that. yeah. I don't. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could tell super easily from like the camera because I didn't watch the game on stream, so I was doing the game. Working. But definitely, like had a had a parquet set up, so it's pretty pretty oh. cool. I love I love uh gyms that are a little bit goofy like that. So shout yeah. shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. 
Eric, you can go because I think mine will probably be long-winded, even though I'm going to make it short as possible. Yeah, yeah, you should start with an apology to everyone in Minnesota for not being there for such an eventful weekend of, of basketball. I think that's how you should start. Well, here's the thing. Everyone, as everyone knows, I left the state, which they always say I don't do, which, by the way, I may never do again, but I'm not going to get into my whole travel issues. No, you're going to again. Yeah, you, I'm never yeah, you flying. better. I, I'm never flying anywhere a day in my life. I will drive to Bermuda. I'm never flying. I, I'm never will flying. Will you drive to Hawaii? Yes. I'll get a boat. I'll get a water car. No, I just, I should say this. I'm never flying when um my bosses are the ones who make the reservations. I'll do it myself. So, oh, yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. So besides <laughs> that point, besides that point, uh, I was in Florida for an elite camp for junior all-star. It was a very good camp. I don't, re I think there's a few, like a kid from all over the country. I think one Minnesota kid, but like these were junior high kids. Because a lot of states doesn't don't let you play until ninth grade, so these were like sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. But um, I have a bone to pick with the state of Minnesota. Listen, y'all, I leave the state for like forty eight hours, and y'all decide to lose your goddamn minds. Just I'm like, y'all, you re let's recap here. Uh, Albany loses to Mount Air and Buell. Goodhue had two very good wins. Crosby Ironton almost gets Albany, and then a last second three by Tatum Finley wins that one. We have two of my all-time favorite teams in the history of life in Hopkins and Providence play against each other in a game that someone saw a 20-point deficit be erased to tie it back up. Liv McGill and Madden were both amazing. Alexis wore her curls. Simone was Simone. I missed all of that. And then you have... Uh, Maple Grove had their first loss um, to a four and seven prior Lake team. Uh, Lakeville South gives Minnehaha their first loss, all while Eric's like a dumbass, thousands of miles away. So <laughs> hurtful, hurtful Minnesota. So yes, I don't know if we have any undefeated. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Minnetonka and St. Michael Albertville are still undefeated. So even though Hopkins is starting to kind of is, find their groove and get going. Is Albany undefeated? Albany's not. Mount Aaron Buell just beat him. Oh, they did. Mount Aaron Buell is not, I mean, no offense, you're number two, <laughs> but you're not number one. You're not the number one team in 1A. That's still Goodhue, and Goodhue's proven that by who they're beating. So I'm, it's a very confusing, like, although people are like, I just don't know who to pick for winners. I do. The ones I picked. Minnetonka, <laughs> still, Minnetonka still hasn't lost. Providence's only two losses have been by two points and seven points. And one is on the road and one is to Hopkins. There's no Liv McGill in 2A. Sorry. Um, 3A, I love you all. You're all beautiful flowers. No one is better than anyone. I think I've done all my speeches there. Speaking of 3A, and yes, we're going to give them a shout out again because they deserve more of a shout out. Delano is still 11 and 0. I don't think they're getting talked about enough. They're really doing, they, I granted, I understand Olivia Olsen is going to be back for Benilde St. Margaret's and they have to get through Benilde St. Margaret's in sections. But Delano has a lot of like, they have like three or four good go-to scores. You're playing really good team defense to say that Benilde St. Margaret's is not going to cakewalk to state. If they get to state, they're going to have really earned it. And my guess is the section championship will probably be them against Delano. That could be very interesting because if Delano keeps winning and especially now all these games, a lot of stuff like this threw a lot of like seedings when it comes to sections and state into complete chaos. I mean, can I, can I add, can I add just, can I, can I just say that after watching Delano for like 10 minutes, when I went to their game with you at Delano, I said, why isn't this team like good enough? 
to go to state. Can I can I at least get uh, credit for that, please? Yes. Brady was okay, Brady was a, a fortune teller. Look, I, at, I will also like to point out the reason I said, why can't they go to state is I said, because I cannot talk about the team that they have to get through to get to <laughs> state. And I will get yelled at if I say that Delano is good enough to go to state. So who will you get yelled at by? Everyone. Oh. Who's everyone? <laughs> all of three. I would yell at you. I'm, I'm part of everyone. All of three. I hate me. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like, so Delano looking good. One A, I still once again, but I but I would like to reiterate, no offense to any other teams and all these upsets, all you proved to me is the four teams that I picked. I still am going to say I ride behind them. Although we have to, you got fifty bucks on them, both right. of us. Basically hundred because you're paying both of us. And speaking of True. this, the team, and this is gonna get me in trouble, the team that have me the most nervous for my picks for champions is three A because of there's a Delano out there. De La Salle looks good. Oh Hadley looks really good. There's other two. Come on. Can you please let Hadley live? That Jordan Palmer <laughs> moment does not define her. Please. <laughs> so you have I said so 3A is the one that had me the most nervous for but I said 2A, 4A, 1A. At least right now, I've seen nothing to make me question those two being the champs. Those three being the champs, especially good Hugh. Like I, confusing to me how there should be number one. But yeah, so one A, so Minnesota decided to lose its mind when I was out of state for forty eight hours. Not happening again. I'm never flying anywhere, ever. Why not? Cause I look what Listen. I said. Oh, and also to the pe- I want to give a shout out to the people. I had five different people texting me on Friday night as I'm eating bed and she am I like eating cheesecake in my hotel bed. Um, asking me if I was okay because I was not tweeting about the Hopkins Providence game. Y'all, I would have been there in a heartbeat. I would have been there waving to Alexis in the curls, saying how to see money, giving my handshake, homie, hope, the handshake, all of them. I would have been there, but I was thousands of miles away eating cheesecake angrily in my hotel bed. Hmm. So, so the answer was no, I'm not okay, but not for the reasons that you think? Correct. I'm not okay, <laughs> but I'm not sick. I'm just mad. I'm not okay, but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm alive, but I'm not okay. So that was the that was most of the week. I said the but in in terms of going to Florida, I will be honest. The event that we had, it was really good basketball. A lot of really good players. These are players that we are going to see on ESPN and PGA or PGH. Jesus, yeah, PGH. Like they're, these are kids that are going to be on like top 100 list. Like these are very good at seventh, eighth, or sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Like these are some of them are elite already. So yes, it was a. The basketball part of it was very fun. I did enjoy that part. I enjoyed the people I got to see. The rest of it can bite me. I I also would like to uh, make sure that everyone that listens bullies Eric into going to the entire Iowa State tournament because he should be there for the whole thing because it's a good experience. Listen, I missed I missed Nina Hortonville in the sectional final game last year, and it was worth it. And like, if I, anyone... I Anyone knows me, what I'm coming home for, and I'll put it on record, is the sold-out rematch of Caitlin Clark, the fighting Caitlin Clarks, at the barn against Minnesota Gophers. So, Do you know why it's sold out, Eric? And it's not because Minnesota. The same, reason it sold out in, the same reason it sold out in Wisconsin, because they can't get tickets to Iowa, so they have to take over everyone else's arena. Yep. And they're going to walk out with a loss. Well, where are you going? No, Iowa is not going to lose to Minnesota. <laughs> I, I would go Listen, double or nothing on, on your state champions bet if you wanted to, saying that I will win. 
I, I also just want I want I, I just think Eric should be at the Iowa State tournament because it's such a well-run tournament and they would actually like him there. I'm going to be there for three days. No, 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 no. You you're going you to miss the, the worst days, Eric. Your worst days? You're going to miss. I mean, sorry. You're going to miss the best days. Oh, I'm like, you're going to miss the worst days. I'm like, that's not a selling point. Yeah, the semi, the semifinals, you're going to miss the, uh, I believe, one of the 3A games you'd miss. Listen, you have not seen real high school basketball until you've seen Iowa 3A state tournament basketball. Oh. It is so junky oh, and gross. Updated. Fun. Minnesota, Hopkins, Providence, Minnehaha, none of y'all are real. Just like the Albany fan said, none of y'all are no. real. Listen, until you see a one three one that's that's so all over the place to win a state title, you have not seen real high school basketball. Uh, that's all I have. Listen, for I, high, that's all I have for my high school update. I'm still mad that I missed all those games, but God bless well, all gonna, these one. Well, we're gonna lock in Iowa. We're gonna close the borders. Make sure you can't get out of there. So you can So you just have to go to all the days at the Iowa State tournament that you're actually gonna be credentialed to cover because they're oh. very nice about that. So, so what y'all just heard is they're gonna build a wall. <laughs> 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 no we're not gonna we're not gonna build a wall we're just gonna lock you in a basement instead it's gonna no. lock you to the media table well we got our we got our me and mason have our friends that are that wear suits and make sure all the the media tables are covered by uh whatever thing they put over it. and we're just gonna make sure that they uh look make sure you don't go anywhere we've been to breakdown the only the only security i need at a minnesota event is mama mcgill bring her down I would yeah. party oh 100 i would party and, uh, <laughs> me and mama mcgill would, uh, she's a party Listen, you you should be at every single day of the Iowa State tournament. It is it is worth it, and and you get to act and not unlike the Minnesota State High School League, they will credential you because they uh they uh they, they like you, Eric. They don't hold the rankings against you, which I don't even get to do. No, they don't. Weird. No, they no. You you get to be front row watching some really good basketball, and uh, you get to maybe watch the best high school team in the Midwest. I get to be uh, front row tonight. I get to be front row tonight at Providence when they play Minnehaha. I'm front row. They saved me a seat. Yeah, but they're not the best team in the Midwest. Speaking of, I really wish somehow we could have gotten a Notre Dame uh, Johnson game this year. I think that would have uh, been Johnson, Johnson would get him. I think Johnson would get him. I mean, you think I don't Pewaukee know. beat Notre Dame this year? Pewaukee beat. Yeah, it'd be a good game regardless. Those three teams, yeah. though. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go through my high school stuff real quick. I'll make it short because I went to a, like I said before quite a few games. Um, so I'll start from, I'll start from Saturday. So Saturday evening, I didn't get to go to games because I was at a wedding reception. Um, for my girlfriend's best friend. Um, so I missed some good games, but you know, after watching so much basketball, I was, I was fine not to have to drive an hour for some more basketball, but, uh, on Friday, well, okay, let's go Saturday first. So Saturday was okay. I went to Lawrence North to see a little four-team tournament there. Um, Lawrence North was pretty solid. Eastern Hancock um, is a smaller school. They were previously undefeated. Um, obviously, they came up to Indianapolis to play some, um, you know, city schools, um, and they play, ended up playing – Elkhart in the first game, Elkhart's not very good. Eastern Hancock won that by 11. And then they played Lawrence North, who's got four or five Division One kids on that team, and they got beat by 30, 32, I think it was, which was not surprising at all. Um, Eastern Hancock has a little guard, Kinsey Coke. She's a freshman. Um, 
you know, she, she's a Division One athlete, um, good point guard, sees the floor well. Uh, obviously, I didn't see that um, last game where they lost, so I would have liked to see how she played against athleticism because with their schedule, they don't really ever face any athleticism, um, you know, besides maybe one or two games this year because I know they played uh, Indianapolis Cathedral, which is a uh, private school, uh, although they aren't that good. They have more athleticism than – you know, the country schools that Eastern Hancock normally would play. Um, but Lawrence North won that tournament pretty easily. This little four-team morning night um, doubleheader tournament. Uh, Westfield played well, I thought, uh, even though they lost to Lawrence North in the morning session. Um, they've got a couple really skilled kids um, who can shoot it. Uh, Ellie Kelleher is, is a really solid guard. She can also play the three a little bit. Um, but you know, those, those games kind of went almost how I expected them to go, um, with, with the results. Um, and then on Friday I was out at, uh, center Grove high school, um, to watch another one of those four team tournaments. Um, Brownsburg played center Grove. And then Warsaw played Jeffersonville. Warsaw and Jeffersonville are from opposite ends of the state. Um, so I don't get to see those teams that often. That's why I went. Uh, Brooke Winchester is coming to Ball State. I thought she played fairly well. Um, you know, she's a six foot forward who can stretch it out, um, shoot the three. Um, you know, she can score around the rim as well. Like you can, if you watch Ball State and know how their roster is, is made up. Um, and built you can see why Winchester is committed to Ball State as a junior like that's that's a kid who you know Ball State would have gotten on early and wanted to get locked down pretty quick um Rachel Wirtz played well for Center Grove she's a 6-3 forward who's pretty long and lanky she plays really well uh in the high post can pass it well has good a uh, good feel for the game from the high post um really good shot blocker down low on the defensive end um, she's going to Villanova. Audrey Ane is another 2024 from Center Grove, committed to Army. Um, I think she had like 19 points in the game. Uh, super smooth release from the perimeter. Um, you know, she finished the contact at the rim, just played really good uh, all day. Uh, Ava Grant's a kid who I talked about this summer, I think. Um, and, you know, she starts on this team after playing JV last year, uh, but she's gotten much much better um you know she's a really solid defender she can knock down shots uh she can play both on and off the ball offensively uh and just kind of knows where to be on the floor at all times surrounded by you know three division one kids where she has to kind of you know give the reins a little bit to them um but when when her team needs her to make a play like she was making it pretty pretty much all game long um and then the last kid from that event I'd want to talk about is Avery Gordon. Obviously, we've talked about her before. Um, the 6'6 center who's going to Purdue. Um, you know, she's super tough to defend with her size. She showed uh, the ability to drop step quick and get a shot up, um, you know, and, and was super efficient around the rim, rebounds it well. Um, you know, she changes the game, you know, when she's in there all the time on both ends. Um, you know, she was in foul trouble. So she didn't really play a ton and they were just kind of like choppy minutes when she was able to get in. 
uh, and the rotations were obviously thrown out of whack. But um, you know, when she was in there, she she kind of did what she usually does and was was dominant. Um, you know, I think Wirt, uh, who was the six three center grove kid, um, you know, she's she's not your typical back to basket post player. Um, and I think that kind of hurt Avery a little bit because she was pulled away from the rim and had to defend along the perimeter and, um, you know, kind of in the high post a little bit more than she's used to and picked up some fouls because of that, where, you know, she just kind of get a little bit behind the play and then, you know, try to block a shot and get called for a foul. So, um, you know, still, still a game with a lot of talent, um, just kind of an odd, an odd game there. Um, and then on Thursday, and I'll try to make that there's so much to talk about from Thursday, but I'll try to make it super quick and just talk about the like top kids. Uh, I was at Morton college for their Christmas tournament. Uh, it was, it, it was probably one of the best events in the Midwest. Um, just with the amount of talent that was in the gym and the teams that were there. Um, you know, you had, teams that are going to win state titles, you know, you had multiple teams who are going to make the state this year. It it was pretty much a who's who of, you know, teams in the Chicago suburban area, plus some teams from downstate as well. Um, Lexi Carlson uh, for Sycamore, who's committed to Northern Illinois. Um, you know, they played the morning game. I thought she played really well. Um, you know, has a little bit of length, uh, you know, played solid on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, Sycamore is obviously not as good as they normally have been in the past, but um, she's kind of the kid that really, really makes them tick. Um, and then M.O. O'Brien for Lions Township in the next game is a 6-1 wing in the 2026 class. I'm a huge fan of her. Um, you know, she's smooth the ball, can shoot it. Um, you know, she can run the point for a team, has a ton of length, um, you know, just kind of does it all. Um you know, I think she's probably in store for a really big summer. Um, you know, I I think there's another step she needs to take, but once she takes that, I think she'll be one of the top prospects in the state of Illinois rather quickly. Uh, and I would not be surprised for her to see quite a few offers come her way, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple high major offers potentially come her way as well, just depending on how big of a step she takes. Uh, you know, this summer, um, they played Lincoln Way West. Um, Peyton Maddle uh, is a small guard. Uh, she's going to go to Lakeland um, Junior College there in Illinois. Um, you know, I thought she ran the floor really well, pushed the tempo, um, you know, was crafty around the basket, was able to score, um, you know, played played extremely well um, for her team. Um, Nora Zike for Lions also. Um yeah, she wasn't there. Uh, I sent her a message the day before I went and said, hey, Nora, like, I'm excited to see you, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'll be taking some photos, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she said, oh, yeah, I'm not there anymore. Or I'm not there now. I'm not going to be at the game. Not there anymore. She's still at Lions. Um, I come to find out the next day she takes a two-week trip to Nigeria to see her family every winter. So she is currently in Fair Nigeria. Enough. Yes. So, so you got you got braided. Yeah. Yes. Well, to be fair, she wasn't hurt, so no, he didn't get braided. But kind of halfway braided. Yeah, yeah, halfway braided. Um, well, Eric, well, it's Eric now. I forget what he did at that breakdown event, but he. Uh, I, I, I feel one, like you did something, but no one got injured that I wanted to see. Oh, it was Presley. It was Presley. She got she sick. Was, she was sick. 
<laughs> yeah, and you think the kid that I want to see weren't hurt? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Girl still played. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, she just threw uh, up half the time, but. Yeah, okay, just to speed this up, uh, Avery Cooper, 6'2 wing from Lake Zurich, played well. She's physical, can play many different floors. She's coming off an injury, uh, but I thought she was, she's got a couple of mid-major offers. Um, she's a kid that's going to be really intriguing to watch this year. Um, Annika Manthe from Hersey, she's coming to Richmond, 6'3 forward, long, rangy, um, you know, defends the paint really well. You know, it's pretty athletic, can do some things away from the room as well. She played well. Um, Kate Donovan also for Hersey. You know, really quick, smooth with the ball, good feel for the game. Um, you know, is a willing defender, 94 feet, the length of the court. Um, you know, those two for, for Hersey played, you know, really, really well. Um, and then Frimmed played... I think either Marist or Mother McCauley. I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember who Hersey played. Uh, it all kind of blends together. Um, but Frimmed, Ella Todd, um, she's going to play for the Lakers this year. Um, you know, she's a shot maker. She was excellent uh, making, you know, shots from, you know, really all over the floor. Draws contact well, finishes through contact, has great balance when she goes up for a shot. Um you know, she's committed to Utah, and I think she'll be probably an instant instant impact player there. Probably, I mean, I would assume off the bench, but, um, you know, her ability to, to make shots and score the ball is just crazy. Um, and then also for friend Coco Erlocker, um, she was really good. She's improved a lot. She's really strong, strong frame. Um, did a really nice job running for in transition. Got multiple baskets at the rim. Um, I thought she was she was excellent. She had I don't know probably thirteen fourteen points in the first half and really, uh, you know, set the pace early on for for Fremd. Uh, and then Brooke Carlson from Batavia, um, committed to Colorado State. She played well the first game when I saw her. Um, or I guess the only game I saw her, but the first game that I watched, um, was was able to hit jumpers with ease. Um, you know, just a super crafty kid, runs the floor, runs the offense, knows the game over and out. I think it was the next game, the next day on Friday, she had 39 points. Um, didn't score that much this game, but, you know, obviously showed the ability to take over the game, you know, whenever she kind of wanted to. Um, and then Zamaya Walton uh, from Butler College Prep, committed to Northwestern, quick guard, you know, can get to her spots. Can knock down jumpers with hands in her face. Good feel for the game. Uh, can can use angles to get to the basket. You know, she's just a really tough player to defend with how many different ways she can hurt you. Um, and then for Peoria Notre Dame, which was obviously from Peoria, a, a downstate two way team coming up. Um, Maya Wardle, who's committed to Eastern Kentucky, is a really smooth guard. Doesn't hesitate to make to make a pass that leads to a score. She can shoot it. She can get to the rim. Um, you know, she handles the ball really well. Um, you know, she, she can get around defenders extremely easy. Um, and today she played more of a passive role, or I guess during this game, she played a little bit more passively, but was still really good. Uh, her sister, Emmy Wardle is a 2027, uh, for Peoria. And, you know, I, I remember seeing her in the summer. She was excellent, um, and she was excellent once again. Uh, you know, she's a little bit taller, a little bit lankier, 
plays a little bit different of a style, not as quick, um, but still commands the ball and, and really does a good job with the ball in her hands. Uh, Lexi Bear has a couple D1 offers. She's like a 6-1 wing. She's pretty similar to uh, M. O'Brien, but maybe just a little bit more um, post-focused, I would say. A little less athletic. Uh, but she can she can score on the inside, score on the outside. Always seems like she was around the basket and always around the basketball. Um, and then let's see, one more kid. Jarius Powers from Alton, who uh, actually ended up winning the tournament, surprisingly to a lot of people, I think, um, even though they're really good. Um, they ended up winning the tournament after beating, uh, who did they beat? Batavia in the um, championship game. Um, Jarius Powers, just a really, really solid post player, and this school's down by St. Louis. So they had a trek up to Chicago to win this tournament. Um, 6-1, forward, 2026. Someone said she was like one of the top post players in the country. Uh, I don't agree. But, you know, she had a really good tournament. She had, on Friday, she had 29 points and 22 rebounds. But she's just really, really athletic and, you know, just flies around the floor um, for a 6-1 forward. Oh, okay. Thursday, over. On to Wednesday. <laughs> On Wednesday, I was at the State Farm Holiday Classic in Bloomington, Illinois, just to see a bunch of like, um, you know, Central Illinois kids and teams. A lot of, a lot of non-division one talent, more so like D two and AI D three type talent. Uh, but it was still a really competitive event. Um, here, let's see if I can pare this down to like five kids, just so I don't just keep talking. Um, Mia Gaines was really good from. And I did just say this was like a central Illinois tournament, but Mia Gaines is from Hyde Park in Chicago. Um, and she is 6'4", uh, senior, super long, moves really well, rebounds the well, ball well, was dominant scoring the ball at the rim. Like, n- no one could stop her. Um, I I want to say she's committed to Oakland, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, but she's definitely like a... Division one post player, you know, probably a little major post player because she is a little raw at times, but, um, you know, she's, she's going to play division one somewhere. Um, Taylor Fohey or Fohey, Fohey, um, is committed to McKendry from Quincy high school. Um, really solid post player, just, you know, kind of one of those post players that can just get the ball to down low and, you know, she's going to go to work and score the ball, but she stretched the floor a little bit, showed a jumper out to about 15 feet. Um, you know, I think she'll be able to impact the next level pretty quickly, uh, just with how well she moved, how soundly fundamentally she was, or how sound fundamentally she was. Um, she actually scored her a thousandth point in the game that I watched, which was pretty cool. Um, and I thought that she was probably one of the better post players I saw all week in terms of being like a true four or a true five. Um, Olivia Corson is also committed to McKendry from normal community high school. Um, super, super long guard. Uh, they play like this full court press and she gets a ton of steals. Uh, now the team that they played wasn't very good, uh, but she was able to steal the ball, um, you know, score at the rim, shoot threes, uh, just an excellent athlete who, you know, kind of made an impact all over the floor. So her and, and Fohey, 
I think will probably play pretty quickly for McKendry next year. Um, and I think they'll have, you know, really solid careers there, but they both played really well. Um, and then Avery Tibbs from Washington, Illinois, um, really good shooter. Uh, doesn't do anything else, but she shoots the crap out of the ball. Uh, made seven three-pointers in the game. Um, you know, when she has it, she looks immediately at the rim because, you know, if she has any sort of space, she's putting it up and she, she should put it up. Um, you know, she is not the quickest player, but she has really solid footwork off the catch, allowing her to get into her shot quickly. Um, but she played well, one of the best shooters that I saw all week. Um, and then let's go with Mia Kelly. Um, from, um, where'd she go? Oh, Janesso or Janiso. Um, really, really solid shooter. I think she made four or five, um, you know, but also put the ball on the floor, got to the rim, showed a first or quick first step to get around her defender. Um, you know, I thought that she did a nice job of, of distributing the ball as well. Um, finding players on the drive, kicking out for threes. Um, I thought she played Played extremely well for her for her team, um, but there were a lot of like D two and AI type kids at this event um, that I just don't want to keep talking for twenty more minutes. So um, I will move on from the State Farm Holiday Classic, uh, and then on Tuesday I don't I was at eight games, but I don't have anything to talk about because it was boys. Um, so Ooh, we'll, we'll we'll skip we'll we'll skip past the boys the boys stuff but yeah it was a, it was a good weekend i was i was able to see what all but two teams i think out of the 64 teams i watched were teams that i hadn't seen yet this year so i, I did i did a good job Add a boy well uh just to wrap things up a little bit just because i have to go get panera <laughs> um just wanted to uh, give a couple quick shout outs here because we did have a couple commitments in Wisconsin in the last 24 hours. Um, one being Abby into uh, committing to EW Oshkosh, which um, if you know anything about the ties playing with Let It Rain, who has a you know pretty decent history now of putting kids to uh, to Oshkosh and having them play pretty pretty well for them. Um, didn't wasn't really all that much of a surprise. Um, and uh, Alyssa Worth also. Um, after committing to Minnesota, um, probably about a, year, a little over a year ago at, at this point in time, um, is uh, just committed again to uh, Ferris State over in, I believe they're in Michigan, right? Does that sound right? Am I yes. losing my mind? Or, yep. Correct. So she committed. So she committed to Ferris State. Um, so just shout out to them for for those for those two commitments. And uh, obviously, I'm sure there's still more to come in the 24 class. But shout shout out to them for committing in the last 24 hours here. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, with all my talking, I like put myself to sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh well, um, we didn't get get a chance to talk about fantasy yet, so we can do that. It's awful. It's <laughs> it's awful. I mean, we should make with... this a dynasty league, so Eric has to be stuck with Cody McMahon for another two years. No, because I'm stuck. Yeah, I have the the anchor that's drop making us drown like the Titanic. But she's got nice teeth. Beautiful teeth. Girl needs to go be attentive and get out the damn basketball court. Pretty much, uh, she has to take the McKenna Warnock. 
Bath, is that what you're saying? I would take McKenna Warnock on a fantasy team over her now. I don't, McKenna's not even playing basketball. I'm getting five <laughs> many stats and getting from Cody. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, my. Well, anyway, uh, I have to leave. So I'll, I'll wrap this up with uh, saying appreciate y'all for listening. Um, Probably another hour pod. So. I uh, appreciate y'all sticking sticking along for for this, for this whole shindig that we got going. And uh, we'll be back next week with, I'm sure, a whole lot to talk about. And to one of my favorite people. Hey, hey, Brandon.